welcome to Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday, and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. Be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes. Hi, my name is Sage. I use she, they pronouns. Um, you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Sindula. Hi, my name is Claire. Um, my pronouns are she, her. You can find me on TikTok at Claire Kenobi and on Twitter at Corky Kenobi. Today we are going to be talking about The Book of Boba Fett, new series on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure you already watched it. Um, however, there will be spoilers in this episode. So if you haven't watched it, go do that and then come back and listen to us um, talk nonsense for about an hour. As I've said before on this podcast multiple times, I watched um, all of Star Wars in order, in chronological order, um, fairly recently too. And so my like first introduction to Boba Fett was him in Attack of the Clones. Um, and, and then in the Clone Wars. And <laughs> Boba Fett in the Clone Wars, I'm so sorry what they did to you, Boba. <laughs> That was horrible. Um, yeah, didn't really like Boba Fett, but um, I thought he had an interesting story. I did think that he was the most annoying little child ever. Um, but then, you know, of course, as as you get through the canon and as you as you experience Boba Fett's story a lot more, um, I obviously love him now. Um, recent, actually, I feel like I didn't even start like being a Boba Fett fan until the Mandalorian but I am a Tormar Morrison fan so I have to love him I have to love him some of my like memories of watching Star Wars as a kid I was like I just remember being obsessed with Boba I don't know why because you know my exposure was only in the original trilogy and he kind of just like stands there and looks cool but as a kid I was like wow this is super cool I love this guy um, and then, of course, I watched Clone Wars later on. And again, yeah, I'm like, okay, he, he's he's just a kid. Like, he has an interesting story arc. Um, and then in The Mandalorian, he came back and it, like, reminded me of why I love him as a character. And yeah, like, this first episode of Book of Boba Fett also had that same effect where I'm like, okay, he's not just, like, some guy who has cool armor and, like, stands around and looks cool and, like, doesn't talk that much. And I'm glad that they're sort of, like, moving away from that idea of him to give him like more of an actual character like we have good um sort of origins for his story like in the Clone Wars and in Attack of the Clones like he really has like motivations and like an an interesting backstory um that you wouldn't necessarily gather just from watching the original trilogy and so I'm glad that they're kind of like circling back to that and like really addressing a lot of what happened to him as a kid like in the Mandalorian even just a little bit and I know that they're gonna really get into it in the book of Boba Fett um yeah something also that I love about Boba Fett is that he like was just this background character in the original trilogy and then people were like wow he's so cool I love Boba Fett and then and then he turned into literally the clone template um that was really great and now he has his own show (laughs) like um yeah I love Star Wars I love how they do that but yeah this show is really cool for that especially for that reason just because it's something that fans have wanted for so long to get more information on his character to see if that how he survived or if he survived the Sarlacc pit and then of course in the Mandalorian we knew that he did 
And then now we get to know how, which brings us to the episode itself. Um, the Tuscan Raiders. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a Tuscan Raider fan. I love them so much. And seeing Boba's like uh, introduction to them and kind of like how his relationship with them throughout the episode like developed that was really great um and I love how now we're kind of straying away from this idea that the Tuscan Raiders are just like savage sand people um we got a lot of that in the Mandalorian which was great with Din speaking their language um shout out to Tuscan sign language absolutely obsessed um hope we get to see more of it in the book of Boba Fett but yeah anyways thinking just like kind of on that um the little Tuscan Raider guy the little the little child I love them with all my heart um and I love that we get to see like more of the inner workings of that society and those people um on Tatooine which is where I'm pretty sure a majority of this series is going to be taking place um and obviously Tatooine is very important to Boba's storyline uh, so yeah, I think that just this start, this introduction to the show, this first episode, the first chapter, if you will, um, it did a really good job of establishing how, what the tone of the series is going to be and what we're going to be learning in the series. Yeah, I do really like that right off the bat, they're intertwining Boba's story with the Tuscans because like you said, like they were not represented well at all in like the original trilogy. And it was nice to sort of see them like revisit that in the Mandalorian and like make some changes to their representation. Um, and so seeing Boba sort of go on this journey, even in like just this episode, and I'm assuming they're gonna do more and more of it going forward of like learning about them and like their ways and learning to respect them. Um, like his interactions just with the little Tuscan kid who I also love so much. Um, it's just really great to see like um, Star Wars actually like making a change to how they're representing the Tusken Raiders. And so hopefully, hopefully going forward, they'll continue to be like an important part of Boba's story, even like in at like the present timeline, what him and Fennec are doing, like hopefully they'll at least like include them in that somehow too. But even like in these flashbacks, like it really is great to see them getting like screen time in a way that portrays them as like an actual like group of people and not just like murderous savages and seeing like that through Boba's perspective of where he's an outsider sort of who's among them now and sort of seeing how they function like as a people yeah and you know just seeing like Tatooine in general right now like in this lens that's not through Anakin Skywalker or Luke Skywalker um that's really interesting to me seeing it on screen seeing like kind of how I don't really want to say like the political structure is but how like society acts towards figures of authority figures of power uh we got to see a good amount for how short the episode was um in in this episode it was I'm really interested in seeing more of that I love um in Star Wars when we get to focus on individual planets and you know how they are reacting to the fall of the empire, you know, things like that. That's going to be um, something that I feel will play a part. Not as much as it does in The Mandalorian. Um, I don't think it should. I think it should be focused more on Boba Fett and his characterization um, and his journey. However, I do think that it, it will play a part just because it is Star Wars in this era is something that 
needs more content needs to be built upon um, to bridge the gap between the original trilogy and the sequels. And I do feel like that it is playing a part in it, uh, which is great. And I really, I'm really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, Tatooine, what a lovely planet. <laughs> I love, I love their little um, scene and with those Twi'leks and seeing Max Rebo again. Love that little guy. Love that little guy. I did think that um, Cy Snoodles was going to show up at one point. I still do. Um, some kind of variation of the Jedi Rock song <laughs> um, I want to play at some point. Loved the Cantina Band remix. That was lovely. Delightful. Yeah, I do really like that they're sort of seeming to get into like the inner workings of like society on Tatooine and like you said, like how people view a different authority figure specifically like from the perspective of someone who is just now becoming an authority figure. Um, Because like we've spent a lot of time on Tatooine throughout like all the movies and shows and everything in Star Wars, but like despite how much time we spend there I feel like we don't know as much as I would like to about just like how society functions on Tatooine um and Boba's sort of coming into this like position of power not he doesn't really know what he's doing like we can definitely see that so that's why I mean he even has Fennec there to like sort of advise him um and so it'll be really great to see like the two of them navigate this new position that they're in that neither of them like really has that much experience with like he's just been a bounty hunter she's been an assassin she's been a bounty hunter but like now they're sort of having to learn how to like maneuver politically on Tatooine and like how to sort of establish their place as their new roles that they're playing on Tatooine um and they just have like a great dynamic between the two of them and so I think that they're a really good choice for Star Wars to have chosen them to be like the vessel to explore this whole world and like also just the criminal underworld of Tatooine. I just I think that Boba and Fennec's relationship um even just in this first episode is so like fluid and well established and I'm very invested in how their relationship is working. There's no like power difference in them. Um I feel like they're very equally matched um not that they're going to fight at any time I hope um but I do I do think that their dynamic is very great and I love just like this platonic kind of relationship between a man and a woman I really do um and I feel like it's something that Star Wars is getting into now kind of this like straying away from these tropes that they've perpetuated for so long um and seeing like these two people especially um two like middle-aged people um getting away from like younger people in media in general is really great and even though I am like a young person I'm obviously still like interested and invested and I'm grateful that these um that Star Wars is telling these stories of these two people also Ming-Na Wen just have to put it out there I love you call me (laughs) (laughs) so true Um, Yeah, I also just love their dynamic. I think that like the level of like mutual respect that there is between them is something that is like really something that we have not seen a lot of in Star Wars, Um, especially for two people who sort of like from their backgrounds, we know they're both sort of like morally gray. So we're kind of trying to figure out like where their moral code is at this point in time, like even with Boba, who we've seen a lot more of, 
his life changed drastically when he went into the Sarlacc. And so like, we can imagine that him as a person, he would make some changes like after an event like that. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see like where their codes of honor are at, where their moral codes are at now, um, as opposed to like when we've seen them when they were younger in other Star Wars media. And then I just think that like, their just like casual relationship to each other is really great. I did I really liked at the beginning just a little moment where um when Boba first comes out of the back to tank and he's like the dreams are back to Fennec because it just like establishes that they actually trust each other for him to be able to like just tell her about things that are going on with him like it's just such a small thing but it really is like meaningful to their relationship and sort of establishes right off the bat from their first interaction like that they do actually have a close working relationship. I did also love that moment and just them trusting each other um, and Boba being able to confide in her. Um, and I think that's something that Boba hasn't really had. His, his um, relationships in the past haven't been very great. Uh, and he has not had somebody to be able to confide in about his past and about his trauma. And I do really like that they had Fennec in the Bad Batch um, and that had established that she you know knows about clones she's very immersed in the world that Boba came from and I think that's a very important part of her character and I do think that might come up in the Bad Batch at some point I do think I do think clone related things will happen in the Bad Batch or in in the Book of Boba Fett because Boba is a clone and is Jango Fett's son. So I'm glad that this, that they decided to have that backstory for her because it will play a part later on in the show. And just to have some, for Boba to have someone who, you know, knows where he comes from, but also doesn't have the perspective that he does of, you know, to him, he's not really a clone. He is Jango Fett's son. And I do think a, a big part of the, story might be him coming to terms almost with with the fact that he does have this you know community that he is a part of because he is a clone uh i i want to know what what direction they're going to go with that i also think being mandalorian is going to play a big part in the series and um be a part of his identity um so i'm just looking forward to seeing where they're gonna go with his with his story yeah I think Boba's identity with a clone or like with being a clone is um very interesting because like you said he's like he is a clone but he doesn't really think of himself as like a part of the group of clones he thinks of himself like Django to him Django Fett is his father um he doesn't think of himself as being like one of a of all the clones that were created and so I think that like having Fennec there as someone who has a backstory involving the clones and has like experience with the clone army I think that the two of them could really like have some great conversations about like the clones and the clone wars in general um and also it just like is an important part of both of their stories so it gives them sort of like this shared ground in their backstories that they can use to like develop a story going forward in the book of Boba Fett and further the relationship between the two of them as the series goes on. We do have um, the, after they 
like get attacked while they're walking through the streets boba like gets rushed to the bacta tank and i think it's really i think it's going to be interesting to see like how he's doing like health wise because you know like in the mandalorian he's seemingly fine like from what we see of him but we can see now that he's like not doing great and that his health is like presumably deteriorating um as a result of like the things he's been through specifically like escaping from the sarlacc like and so i think it's gonna be i i kind of i hope that they like continue to develop on that because they've set it up to be a very interesting like secondary plot line um to whatever ends up being like the main plot line of the series like i think that they can really do a lot to develop on like how much he's gonna need to like rely on fennec and trust fennec to do things for him when he's not able to because he is dealing with like his own health problems um and he's gonna have to like put a lot in her hands i love their just their trust between them and i i do hope that they're it's not gonna get shaken too much media loves to use that plot line I'm hoping it doesn't get too far. I do think that going back to his like healing process, I do think that now that you're saying it, um, him physically healing from his injuries and from the traumatic events that he's gone through um, is going to be directly tied into his like mental and spiritual healing process, which is, you know, something that's really awesome. I really do enjoy um things like that because that is very typical of the real world you know as your body is healing your brain is also healing and they're directly tied together how your physical well-being is is directly tied to how your mental and emotional well-being is and so seeing that is very um refreshing in this media um i think tomorrow morrison has done a great job acting wise of establishing that yes boba fett is he has gone through trauma and his upbringing has not been the best and that is affecting his life and that is affecting like how he thinks and what he does but he's also not like completely traumatized by it. he's very capable of doing whatever he's doing um and his actions make a lot of sense to me especially loved seeing how this whole like i intend to rule with respect that's very great and you know he even though Fennec doesn't necessarily agree with this idea of him, you know, being a kind ruler, because um, she obviously does come from an assassin's background and uh, probably knows a lot more about, you know, the inner workings of certain crime syndicates, um, just from what we've seen in the Bad Batch. You know, I think that Boba Fett's um, outlook on things is not the same as hers it's it's very real how he reacts to the situations that he's in i'm hoping that they don't sort of stir like a conflict between fennec and boba mostly just because i love them and i love their dynamic and i don't want them to fight um in that i am also looking forward to like finding out who or like what group sort of the main antagonist of the series is going to be um because right now they're sort of like this first episode was a lot of flashbacks, which I think was really important because we sort of see like how Boba is getting from where we last saw him in Return of the Jedi to where we see him now. Um, and like the sort of present scenes were just sort of build like doing some world building in terms of like them sort of trying to like establish themselves as rulers. 
And so going forward, obviously they're going to get into more of like what the base plot of the series is going to be. And I'm excited to find out like what the main conflict is going to be. Kind of going into that, who do we think is going to be this um, main antagonist? Because I've been seeing a lot of a lot of theories. Um, and right now I am on Crimson Dawn train. Um, I do believe that those um, kind of assassin ninja people who did come in and attack them um, in the beginning of the episode, I do think that they were from Crimson Dawn. Um, any other any other thoughts? Yeah, I'm also on Crimson Dawn train. I think that like, because I've been on like thinking Cure is going to show up for a while now. And like, it just makes sense for Crim. Like they're like, like Boba's now like basically an up and coming like crime lord. So obviously this is going to involve like the criminal underworld, you know, the major crime syndicates. So Crimson Dawn is just sort of like a good choice to be an antagonist. And like, I think Kira would is a good choice, you know, her like being the leader of Crimson Dawn now, like I think that she would be a very good, like a good opposing force for Boba and Fennec and like Crimson Dawn as a whole would be a really good antagonist. I'm I'm really excited to see where they're going with everything. I hope Kira's in it. Like I'm not very, <laughs> I just love her. I'm not, I do think that the show should be about Boba Fett and I'm not someone who's like, oh, I need a bunch of cameos. But also, like, please, like, mm-hmm. I think, I think that there are going to be a lot of girl bosses in this show. Obviously, Fennec is there, uh, but I do think that Boba Fett is is a magnet for girl bosses. I really do. Um, so Kira being in the show does make a lot of sense in that respect, and in in other you know cases, of course. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing her. I hope she shows up. I do have a I do have a few people who I do think are going to be in the show who are going to make an appearance. I know we both do. I know everyone does have their little expectations or theories going on. Uh, but I also think that it's important to say I don't need it to happen. You know, I think that if the show is just about Boba and Fennec, so be it. I would love that. I love Boba Fett and I love Fennec and I love where the story is already going. It's definitely not what I thought it was going to be. I don't know what I was really expecting, but I did. I'm glad that it's not just Boba being like, <laughs> like a mean crime lord person. <laughs> I, I, I like that he is not Jabba the Hutt. Uh, yeah, I am. I am excited to see what like the, the impacts of the fall of Jabba the Hutt is. I feel like we, I don't really know a lot about that. I also haven't read any comics or books from this era. I'm not there in my comic and book run yet i i am excited to see it on screen because that is what a majority of the fandom is watching is is consuming is on screen media um so yeah i think i do think that they need to establish some kind of like oh so this is what happened in return of the jedi and now look at the effects of this look what's happening on tatooine because the huts obviously have this like rule that um lasted for a very long time and so now sort of having like Tatooine sort of out from like under, job, under Jabba's fist, so to speak, it's interesting to see like, and we are, we're already kind of seeing it of like, are people on Tatooine going to just respect Boba as their new ruler? Like, and we're already seeing that like, it's not going to be that simple for him. And so he's sort of in a tough place of like, he's succeeding this like hut dynasty, basically that Jabba built up. How is he going to like, fill that role while also maintaining his own ideals of like he's not just going to be Jabba and like 
torture and kill people to get them to listen to him like he's gonna rule in his own way and so it'll be interesting to see like how he's able to make that work for him without like compromising his own morals and his own ideals and how Fennec is going to respond to that because she's already sort of being like look I know you don't want to just like kill people but like that might be what it takes to earn people's respect or to like convince them to follow you and so it'll be interesting to see like which how each of them sort of gets swayed by the other and what what ends up being successful for the two of them like as they're sort of stepping into this new rule that they've acquired yeah I do think that we're going to learn more about Boba's kind of outlook and view on you know killing people I there is a lot of content um in canon too about like him and it's mostly in comics and stuff but I think that seeing it on screen like I said is going to be very important side note that I think is really funny (laughs) one of my first like like moments where I was like wow I kind of really like Boba Fett wasn't even from watching anything um or consuming any Star Wars media I was like at a doctor's appointment and like the lab technician was like oh you like Star Wars because I had like like a shirt on or whatever and I was like yeah and she's like I love Boba Fett he's my favorite character because he kills people and I was like what (laughs) and this woman was like oh well yeah but he only kills bad people and I think that's really cool and I was like oh my god but I do think that that is something that we will explore in this um in this show is like what is where do Boba's morals lie and how does that correlate with Mandalorian culture um and that is something that I'm I'm excited to see I love Mandalorians um I'm excited to see Boba's like relationship with um an identity as Mandalorian um because his father was Mandalorian and we got to see a little bit of that in um the Mandalorian but you know I do think that this idea of like being morally gray and like not in you know having a code that you stick to is going to be play like a huge part in this series and I think that something that might brew trouble between Boba and Fennec is that and their like alliance with their morality and what where the extent that they're willing to go to for power uh because power does brew conflict and stories need conflict um and I do think that's something that's going to be explored and I'm excited for it that is one of my favorite tropes in media is how far you're willing to go for to get power I think it's going to be really interesting to see Boba sort of like reflect on like his whole life basically like and specifically like his relationship with Django and how like traumatic it was for him to lose Django at such a young age because most of what we've seen him in like up to this point is he he's fueled by like vengeance he wants to like get revenge for what happened to his dad and I think that he's now at a place where he's kind of like not just like moved past that but sort of beginning to like reflect on like all the things that he did and like was involved in just out of a need to get revenge for what happened to him as a child and so I think that now story-wise would be a really good time for him to sort of evaluate like, okay, what kind of person do I want to be now? Because I'm in an opportunity. I have an opportunity now where I like, I have power and it's sort of up to me how I'm going to establish myself as a ruler. Like I could just sort of 
go back to what I've been doing and just like kill people and gain respect that way or I could like change as a person and just reevaluate my own moral code now and rule in a way that like I think is acceptable and like I think is like feels right to him like based on where his moral code is now and like you said like whether or not Fennec will agree with that it could definitely be a source of conflict um between the two of them because even like just in this first episode we already saw them sort of disagreeing um and I think as Boba goes on and his character gets developed more throughout the series he's going to be more and more like no these are my morals like this is what I'm willing to do and not willing to do to stay in power and Fennec might be willing to do more or like do worse things than he is and so they might end up clashing a bit or like disagreeing on just how far they are willing to go right now we're in this place where she like owes kind of her life she has like a life debt to to boba and that's why she ended up with him in the first place uh, is because he saved her on tatooine um i am looking forward to seeing how far that extends to uh, because that is because they do have like a very healthy relationship as we're seeing um, and I do think that they are friends like I think that they I think that they do genuinely care for each other but because of the reason that they were brought together and Fennec is kind of just there being like I do whatever you do because that's like I owe my life to you I'm interested in seeing where that ends for her you know like when when is it too much and when is it too little like where is she when is she drawing the line and when is she crossing over the lines that boba makes so it's like i don't know i'm i'm slightly worried that she's going to not be demonized or at all but i am worried that she's going to turn into kind of this voice of reason and that people are going to take it as kind of like her nannying boba but that's always like a worry for me when it comes to the dynamics between like men and women in media is the role of the woman in the relationship. Uh, but as of right now, they're doing a fantastic job. I love it. Her representation is very great. Um, and just them in general, their, their dynamic is very uh, refreshing to see and also very real. I feel like I'm like, yeah, like I would have this relationship with uh, a, like a, a man. I do believe that um, Fennec is a lesbian. However, if they end up being kind in, in any way romantic, I'm not going to be super mad. I'm like, I don't really want it. Like, I'm not like rooting for it, but I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm here for seeing two middle-aged people in an interracial relationship in, in Star Wars, please. I would love it. You know, I would be here for it. So you know, whatever their relationship develops into, I'm gonna like it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same place where I'm like, I don't really ship them. Like, if it were up to me, I'd be like, no, they're just like, can just be friends, just platonic. But like, yeah, if it if they developed on that naturally, and it ends up in a place where it is romantic, like, I'm not gonna have a problem with it. Um, And I also think their relationship, at least from like, what we've seen so far, and hopefully will stay this way going forward is being portrayed very well. I like that um, in The Mandalorian, we sort of see them and yeah, Fennec owes Boba for saving her life, but we don't see a ton of like just the two of them interacting because they're sort of involved in like Din's missions the whole time. So they're not doing much of their own thing. Um, and so 
you already get the sense it's like they're co-workers they trust each other like they have a good working relationship but now we're starting to see like no they actually like genuinely get along and like do care about each other and are like friendly with each other and our friends and like just have like a nice like all of the conversations like between the two of them or like between the two of them and one other person it's just like a fun dynamic like I like seeing the two of them interact and I'm already like oh I can't wait for next week's episode so we can like see Boba and Fennec just hanging out more and like just talking to each other more and like they both have very interesting like life experience that they're bringing to things and from what we've seen of them like we as viewers know a lot of their like backstories and like some of the major things that have happened to them in their lives so it's nice to come in like with that knowledge and just be able to be excited for like how are all those things going to play into their relationship and like how are they going to help each other sort of address all the things that have happened to them and like move forward as people on like in um this new position that they're in that like neither of them have that much experience with it's going to be great that they sort of have each other to like go along that path with and like as a storytelling device it's good that they each have another person there with a lot of interesting life experience to further their own stories yeah so my like I said before I'm really on like thinking that Crimson Dawn is going to be the main antagonist so a lot of like my thoughts about the series stem from there which is like it's gonna be great for me either way because either like I'm right and Crimson Dawn is there and it's super cool or like it's a completely different plot line and I get to like be along for the ride. I do really think that Kira is gonna show up like it just it makes sense like I my experience with the comics I've read I've read the War of the Bounty Hunters comics I've read um the first issue of Crimson Rain that came out I think it was earlier this month even um and then I've read I'm like currently reading the bounty hunters comics like the main line of bounty hunters comics and kira in this calendar year in 2021 has been featured a lot in comics and just like crimson dawn as a whole has been very present and so in my mind i'm like it makes sense that they would sort of remind like comic readers that she is out there um the fact that Crimson Rain like started this month and then continues in early 2022 like I don't know it could just be a coincidence but it, it makes sense for her to be there. This series is going to be exploring like the criminal underworld of Tatooine and like the structure of these crime syndicates and so it makes sense for Crimson Dawn to be there and to like be the antagonist the antagonist to be like another part of this sort of criminal world. Um, I also think there's going to be cameos from at least some other bounty hunters. Like, mostly I'm just kind of hoping, but it does make sense. Even if they're not there for very long, like, it makes sense for other bounty hunters that have been, like, a part of Boba's story in the past to sort of make even a brief appearance. These cameos, like, don't need to happen. Like, I'm not like, oh, if I don't see, like, so-and-so character, I'm going to be angry. Like, if Kira doesn't show up, like, I'm not going to be invested in the show. But it is, like, I just think it'd be cool to see people that have had like an impact on Boba's life, specifically other bounty hunters, just to see them and see like how their relationship to Boba would be now that he is a very different person and like presumably they're very different people. Yeah, another thing why, uh, something that I think why they would bring, bring Crimson Dawn into the series is because of Fennec Shand and the story that they're setting, like has set up for her in the Bad Batch. Like the Bad Batch had a lot of like, little things about crime syndicates you know they dealt with the huds they dealt with the pikes so i'm like okay why would they bring 
Fennec, like, why would they tie Fennec's backstory to other crime syndicates if they're not going to bring that up in the show that she's, like, featured as a main character in, you know? So that, like, just makes a lot of sense to me. I think also other bounty hunters that we're going to see, um, you know, I do want to see Boss. I do want to know what he's up to. I also think that he is important to Boba's story, you know, especially after we've seen in, in the Clone Wars. I do think that we're going to get some either mention. I would love if it was a flashback to Cad Bane. I think that would be really great. Also, just another thing with Cad Bane is he also fought Fennec in the Bad Badge. So I'm just like, it's literally right there. Even if Fennec and Boba were just talking and we're like, oh my God, this guy Cad Bane. And Fennec was like, I fought Cad Bane. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then we have a tie-in to Omega. Um, Do I think that Omega is going to be mentioned? Probably not. Just because I feel like less people are watching the Bad Badge than are watching Book of Boba Fett. And these shows seem to be like how they're marketing them and how they're writing them. They can exist on their own. Like I feel like anyone could just watch The Mandalorian. I feel like anyone could, at least from where the Book of Boba Fett is now, could just turn it on and understand what's happening. You know, if if these little cameos happen, they happen and that's great. If they don't, they don't. But then again, I never thought I was going to see Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian. Or Bo-Katan Kreese. Like, I never thought in a million years I'd see them in The Mandalorian. And then I did, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well, maybe Omega gets mentioned and shows up. Fennec is literally tying them together. So who knows? I feel like everything that they're doing, that Dave Filoni is doing, is intentional. I could just be putting on my clown makeup in a couple of weeks, you know? (laughs) Either way, I think it's going to be a great time. Yeah, I'm the same way with Omega. I'm like, realistically, I don't really think she's going to show up, but I really want her to. And also, like, she they did make a point to establish that she has a connection with Fennec and that she has, like, a more indirect connection with Boba. I Like, seeing yeah, adult Omega quit? would be insane. I do think also, while we're talking about cameos um, and things that we think are going to happen, I do think it's important to say there's a lot of talk about, like, fan service with like Star Wars and especially with Marvel coming out just want to make it clear this entire show is fan service and that's not a bad thing it is made for fans and it's made by fans of Star Wars and by fans of of Boba Fett what happens people just shouldn't be mad like no matter what like this show is for fans but it's not written for each individual person and it's super fun to like theorize and like me being like yeah I hope Omega shows up but like if she doesn't like okay it's it's the show's about Boba Fett the show's about Boba Fett and we we're seeing him and we're gonna get more of his story no matter what they decide to do and like just the with the way that Star Wars shows are like going on right now and just Star Wars media in general it's gonna be great like look at the Mandalorian Even The Bad Batch, with all my, like, gripes about it, is a really good show. I just think that's important to talk about, to throw out there. Everything that's already going on is super great. Just even, like, the little things. Seeing Max Rebo playing a variation of Cantina Band, never thought I would see that in my entire life. Hopefully that drops on Spotify soon because (laughs) I'm going to need to be playing it constantly. My poor Spotify 2022 is going to be 
just this soundtrack. The, that's yeah, that's the another theme. thing. The music, it's so good. Yeah, the credits music and like the intro themes and everything. Also, one of like, I don't know if I'll say, I don't want to say like my favorite things about The Mandalorian because it's kind of separate from like the content of the show itself. But I do love that they have the concept art in the credits. Literally every Mandalorian episode, I get to the credits and I'm like, oh my God, look at all this cool concept art. And I'm so glad that they decided to keep that. But yeah, I just... The music is so good. Um, and it really like the theme really fits like the vibe of the show. Like I first listened to it like a couple hours or whenever it was like released on Spotify before the show came out or like the first episode came out. Um, and I was like, wow, this is really good. But I wasn't sure like what the vibe of the show itself was going to be. Um, but then after watching the first episode, I was like, yeah, this theme, like this really works for sort of the like energy that they're trying to create with the show and like the stylistic choices of what kind of show it is. Because what we're sort of seeing in Star Wars now is like different shows and movies now have like different styles that they're trying to match and like fit into like obviously with The Mandalorian which was very much like a western um and we've just been seeing a lot of like really cool different things and so I like that they've immediately sort of established like what the style of Book of Boba Fett is going to be and like used the music to match that really well. That's like one of my favorite things about Star Wars is because the universe is so massive and because there's so many different like planets and cultures and species there could be literally any genre in Star Wars. And I'm super, super glad that like we're establishing multiple different genres in in each um, property that's coming out. I'm thinking because The Mandalorian, like each episode has a different feel um, because it is directed by a different person each time. I am thinking that this is kind of going in the same direction. If Bryce Dallas Howard is directing any of these episodes, I'm just saying I'm going to be a problem. Everything that woman does, I'm obsessed with. But anyways, I I do think that there are going to be different, different like vibes for each episode, kind of like there's with The Mandalorian, which I think is very good. Like, I think it's very something that would work really well for this show in particular, because I would like to see multiple different takes on Boba Fett because there are so many fans like the fans literally made Boba Fett's character and because of that I think it's really important that multiple people have their different takes on Boba Fett have their different direction with where his character's going as well as Tamara Morrison you know like I think he he's just kind of like Boba Fett is like mine now (laughs) you know he's kind of just like yeah I'm gonna do what I want with him which is super awesome and I love like the way that he's portraying him and you know how how he his take on the character is absolutely seeping through love him to death glad that he's finally back into star wars the first time seeing him in this episode i was like oh <laughs> hi <laughs> <laughs> him in the back to tank the, the way that star wars just continuously is like yeah we know what we're doing yeah fennec shan girl literally everything she did in this episode i was like oh my gosh obsessed her little like flip thing that she did when she was fighting the um yeah the way that they were like working together in that scene was so good because it's like yeah they really like just know each other you know they just it adds it's just like how we're saying with the thing with like how Boba was like oh I'm having dreams again just like little things in the show they have this super like believable relationship yeah I think that's definitely something that like we needed more of in Star Wars because a lot of like Star Wars relationships be it like platonic ones or romantic ones 
they they don't feel like real relationships like you feel like they're just being told that these people are very close but like with Boba and Fennec like little moments like yeah like you said when they were fighting um very coordinated stuff like that and just like jokes that they make with each other and like little interactions that they have it does feel very real like knowing what we know about their relationship up to this point it's like yeah I believe that this is how two people in their shoes would actually interact with each other it doesn't just feel like the show is telling me that they are close now so I'm just gonna have to take their word for it like you can actually see it and like the effort was put in to make this relationship very believable highlight of highlight of the episode for me was literally Fennec and and Boba um in Jabba's palace the mayor's assistant guy was like oh we're not giving you money you should give us money and Fennec was just like should I kill him should I just kill him and I was like go off that was um that was some girl boss behavior right there I definitely enjoyed that and I do think that it also like added to their like relationship you know I was kind of like yeah like they have this dynamic in which she is like it wasn't even like she was asking for permission it was more of like a hey what do you think like what are Mm -hmm. we thinking here you know because she is I don't want to even say she's working for him but her her life debt is definitely makes her like she wants to know what he's thinking and they're bouncing off of each other um literally and like figuratively you know they just have this like mutual respect and I don't want to see it taken down I'm worried now I wasn't worried before I started talking about it now I'm like okay well what if they fight I didn't even think about it because I was just like they're besties yeah I'm really hoping like in general that we'll get to know more about Fennec's backstory because like now we've seen her in the Bad Batch and we've seen her later in the Mandalorian and now we're seeing her in Book of Boba Fett but like she's a relatively new character in terms of like the Star Wars universe like we haven't had her as a character for very long so we don't know a ton about her and so I hope that like while developing this relationship between the two of them we also get to know more about like where like where she's from and like what she did in between like Bad Batch and Mandalorian what are her thoughts on some of the like big events that have happened in the galaxy that we've seen like in other movies and shows just a lot of other stuff to like really build up her character by giving her like a fleshed out backstory and I feel like I feel like Book of Boba Fett is the place to do it because like we're getting some of it in Bad Batch just because like that is part of her backstory but like the Bad Batch obviously isn't about her like she's not in it that much so it's not really a good place for them to like really develop on her character but now that we have Book of Boba Fett where she is one of the main characters like now is a great time for them to sort of dive into like who she is and like some of like what's been going on with her up until now and just sort of um just like flesh out her character more I guess like she's already a very interesting like well-written character and her relationship to Boba is like also a very is a well-written relationship that helps develop her character but it would be nice to see more of like her backstory rather than just like her now versus her in the Bad Batch. Right. And I think that there is like an obvious difference in her character from like where we saw her in the Bad Batch and where we're seeing her now. Whether that be because of Boba Fett or not, I would also like to see because that is like very reasonable. Because in like her appearance before, you know, she was with Boba in The Mandalorian, 
I could see that how that and um, her character in the Bad Batch were the same person, but also, you know, it wasn't much. We didn't see much of her. Whether it be from Boba, which would be great, or whether it be something that ties into Boba, maybe, you know, something clone related, something Omega related, that would be great. Um, And that is how they could tie in, you know, things that are happening in the Bad Batch and things that are happening in the Mandalorian to this show. I am, I am curious to see if they're going the route of like this, I don't even want to say like Filoni and Favreau verse almost, like this is what it kind of feels like. They're kind of in this, like the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian are directly tied together because of this cloning thing that's happening. I do think that something related to both of those shows is going to tie into this show just because, you know, it is something like this overarching story that's happening, the way that they're filling in the gaps between the original trilogy and the sequels and what's happening with like cloning and force sensitivity and in, in, in with Palpatine and stuff like that. I do think it's all connected. Whether or not it is a, is a part of this show, I am curious to see if the show is just these seven episodes and nothing else. They don't really need to tie it in. I think it could be just on its own. It would be it would be interesting to see how it ties into the other two shows that's going on right now. I am excited to see more of the fandom's reaction to this show. Um, the flashback of Kamino and the flashback of like Boba holding Django's helmet was just one of those like I love Star Wars moments like where everything kind of comes together. It's literally like a one second scene that we've like seen before in Attack of the Clones, but I was just like, wow, but this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, different mm-hmm. in the different context. Some people are thinking Mace Windu is gonna show up in this show. I don't think personally that he is going to. I do think Mace Windu should be brought up in some like aspect, especially after the entire arc of Boba in the Clone Wars trying to kill Mace Windu. Things like that, like little things like that should be um, thrown into the show. And I think they will be, you know, I think it's going to be addressed. Like I, I would love to, <laughs> I would love to not see a Luke appearance, but like have Boba casually mention <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Um, just because their stories are also directly tied together. Han Solo mention would be great. Also, if Kira shows up in the show, it's right there. It's like that seven degrees of separation kind of thing. Like, you know, everyone through seven degrees of separation. This, that's what the book of Boba Fett is actually about. It's just how many people can we name through Boba Fett? The seven degrees of Boba Fett. That is actually. That's that's one of the episode titles. (laughs) Yeah, each episode is his tie to a different person mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe. Oh my god, yeah. we've cracked it. The idea of Boba and Kira having a conversation about Han Solo, like, that's half the reason I want her to show up. Also, so just, good. like, she's such a... Here's the thing. I don't want to say it's, like, a waste of her character to have her only be in Solo, because I think that she was, like, a great character just in that movie itself, and, like, we're getting some more of her in the comics now. But she is a really interesting character in solo and so I feel like she has a lot of potential. Kira does fall into like that that trope of like woman who is kind of like forced into like horrible things at the hands of men and then like become a girl boss because of it. God I love that trope I really do and I mean that's definitely not the most popular opinion because it can be problematic however with Kira's character it was written so well. I think Kira and um Lorna D would be such great friends 
just had to bring up the high republic just had to bring it up <laughs> anyways you know actually not yeah not to continue about the high republic but literally anytime i am watching anything star wars related now and they mention bacta i'm like oh my god <laughs> the high republic i'm like oh my god that thing that avar chris saved literally oh my god literally. Oh my butterfly effect of like avar chris saving boba fett's life so true so true so true wow thank you avar chris for the book of <laughs> boba fett actually obsessed with um garza Fwip, the the twi'lek the milf twi'lek um a lot of people are saying that little like place that she owns is a brothel and that's even better because the way that bobo is just like your establishment will continue to thrive like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so a few episodes ago, we played um, High Republic Guess Who. Right now we're going to play Book of Boba Fett Guess Who. But because we don't have many characters in the Book of Boba Fett so far, we've also included characters that we think may show up or may be referenced in the show. Um, so this going to be a little fun game. Has your character ever been in a movie? No. Could your character be categorized, regardless of gender, as a little guy? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Was your character in The Mandalorian? Yes. Um, has your character been featured um, as the main character in a comic, in a canon comic? Oh, gosh. I don't think so. Has your character appeared in anything other than The Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. No. Is your character a girl boss? You know what? Technically, <laughs> no. But, uh, but I think they have the vibes. <laughs> Is your character a Mandalorian? Um, <laughs> yes. Technical, technically, yes, actually. Has your character ever appeared in live action? Yes. Okay. <laughs> is your character Grogu? Yes. <laughs> okay, but I've never is, thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> he is. He's in a clan with, with Din Djarin. That's so powerful, actually. Yeah. Grogu is a Mandalorian. Never would have thought. The title The Mandalorian was actually about Grogu. Um, yeah, it's not Din <laughs> Sorry, Din. It is but... the child. The child is the Mandalorian. Yeah, Grogu is the Mandalorian. <laughs> is your character Bosk? No. Who's your character? Django. Django is a girl boss. Yeah, no, you're he, right. He, he has the vibes. Is your character someone that we have talked about today? Yes. Do you think that you would get along with your character? Yeah. Would your character win in a fight against Fennec Shand? No. Do you think that your character would, like, be good with kids? In a way. Like, why not kind of way. <laughs> Has your character ever been animated? Yes. Would you kiss your character on the mouth? Yeah. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Has your character tried to kidnap omega yeah yeah <laughs> i'll treat this because your character in the mandalorian no god i wish i have two <laughs> is your character cad bane yeah yeah when you were like would they win in a fight against prediction i was like oh i guess is yours garza whip she's not oh god okay is it afra yeah <laughs> okay girls like i have it down to three but I do. I love really it. hope she's in the book of Boba Fett. Has your character already shown up in the book of Boba Fett? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> is your character? Mm, is your character like very 
like well known in the Star Wars fandom? Or are they more like obscure? They're more obscure. Could your character beat Din Djarin in a fight? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would be very very close. Is your character like very morally gray? <laughs> um, I I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> oh I they could be. You know what? I'm just gonna guess. Is yours Boba? No. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> Where did I, I feel like my first question. The first question was a was a bit of a trick. <laughs> is your character a girl boss? I know I already asked that, but it it really is. I have to narrow this down here. I think yeah. <laughs> I think it definitely could be. Have they ever been in a movie? Yes. Is your character a bounty hunter? No. Oh my god, I just figured out who yours is. Is yours Dango? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You asked if they were in the Book of Boba Fett. No, yeah. I was so confused. I was like, okay, all of these people were like either very clearly in it or not in it. And then I was like, uh. Oops, his little head was. Like, yeah, you're so right. That's oh a really ho- You said that and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> who is yours? The little Tuscan guy. <laughs> I have Grogu, Max Rebo, and little Tuscan guy. <laughs> Are they morally great? I was like, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's kind of just a girl boss. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Next week, we will be discussing the new High Republic novel, The Fallen Star. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode.